For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in lines right here on the Believe Network. I'm your host, as always, at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am back with the all-star, the all-pro, the world-class safety, world-class human, world-class everything glover quinn jr what is up man how was your break it was good it was much needed i'm feeling loose i'm feeling relaxed i hope that the lions are feeling the same way because i needed that time away after that blowout no question i mean time away can do some good so hopefully the lines come back feeling rejuvenated like we feel, man. I feel great. Week off. Sometimes it's just great to just take some time and, you know, let your brain relax, you know. So hopefully they come back rejuvenated, ready to go for the, uh, I guess, I don't want to say their second stretch because they haven't made it to the halfway point yet. But for just the after the bye week, you know, stretch run. Exactly, exactly. And. How did you always feel coming off the bye? Because some teams are weird. Some teams come out flat. Some players come out flat, whereas other players and teams excel after that week of rest, week of rehabilitation. So where did you stand on that? It was kind of weird, man. You know, depending on when you had to buy, um, it's kind of tough, man. Coming off the bye, it's, it's... you know, you, you've had that week off, right? And some teams practice, you know, for a few days. But even if you practice for a few days, most teams, at least the ones that I've been on, they use those days for, like, the younger guys. So the older guys that's been playing every game, every rep, I mean, they may get a little bit. But for the most part, they, they're, they're really just trying to get the younger guys some some reps in those few days. Um so for for you know you just it's a long week and you're trying to enjoy some off time but it's just very difficult to take your mind all the way out of it because you're in season right and like i said depending on when you have your buy you know you either coming off a great week and you want to continue to play or you're coming off an awful week and you know you're, you're you're excited to get back to work to try and get better. And so how you come off that bye week, how you come back, you know, if guys come back ready to go and refocused and, you know, you get that Monday practice, a lot of times we'll practice on that Monday to get back into it, make sure guys are back in town. And then you would take that Tuesday off and then you get back into regular work week on Wednesday. So that, that, that Monday practice, you know, you put the pads on. It's kind of like a training camp type of practice where you just kind of get some some good work in. Um, so if the guys are back and they're ready to go and they're rolling and, 
you know, nobody got too far out of hand over the bye week, you could come back and 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 make some noise because you know, you've you've got a little extra energy hopefully. So for me, I'd never really liked to buy for the most part. I, I kind of just like to play because it was just hard for me to shut my brain off mentally and really enjoy the buy because I was always so worried about like coming back and being ready to go. So, I mean, it was needed rest, but for me, I would rather just keep playing. Football is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, hockey, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. And it's interesting, too, because the NFC North is weird. They didn't lose too much on that by the NFC in general is just kind of weird right now. Because we've got Aaron Rodgers in the Packers, and Aaron's just not throwing downfield at all. And when he is, he's got no one to connect with. So weird game against the Jets. Lose back-to-back to New York teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, you see, I mean, I, I mean, and I don't know if it's just getting older, his arm, or is it just his guys? Because, I mean, I saw him, he, he tried to make one throw downfield and you know yeah he was kind of throwing off his back foot or getting a little pressure but I mean we've seen Aaron Rodgers make that throw and throw it 60 yards and so he threw one and just came up so completely short and it's just like man okay are we seeing you know Aaron Rodgers you know lose a couple steps um and you know when you look at his wide receivers I don't know how much confidence he have in those guys you know Lazard is his, his main guy. Randa Cobb went down the other day. You know, Randa Cobb was his, I guess, would have been one of his veteran security blankets, but he's not, you know, doing the things that he used to could do when he was younger. Um, so I, I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers even really has, you know, the guys that he even feel like he can can really, 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 really work with. And so all those little short passes and you don't have those guys that can be game breakers and and take those little short passes and turn them into long, you know, gains. This makes it very difficult. And so, you know, those, those guys are struggling offensively and then they don't have, you know, the defense to make up for it, so to say. So it's going to be tough, man. They're, they're, they're not looking very good to me right now. No, and when your leading target, play, your leading player in targets is your tight end, Robert Tunyon, who I like Tunyon. He's working his way back from the ACL. He's a good player, but when he's your leader, when your tight end is your leader in targets, he's either got to be a star like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, what we want TJ Hawkinson to be, or you're just checking it down far too much. And I, if it worked, I'd get it, but it clearly didn't against these jets. Right. I mean, because I mean, when you're just dinking and donking those little slants and quick outs and thing like, 
you know, used to when Aaron would would do those things, right? He's been running this offense and making those little dinks and dunk passes for the longest. But he would always have that big play player on the outside. So he's going to dink and dink and dink, and then all of a sudden he's going to play action. He's going to hit you deep with Jordy Nelson. Or he's going to do some of this and hit you with a fade to Devontae Adams. Or he's going to, you know what I'm saying? He's had those big play guys to where, yeah, he can dink and donk and, and control the game, get first downs. But when he really wanted to go downfield and make big plays, he had big play guys that could go and get the ball for him. And I just don't think he has that right now. And so when you just, you know, living off four and five yard gains and stuff, it just becomes very, 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 very difficult to consistently move the ball on these NFL defenses. And like I say, we used to see Aaron Rodgers running away from guys in the pocket, scrambling, being a, I don't want to call him a dual threat, but he was definitely a guy that you had to be able to defend because he could take off and run on you and get first downs. And now we're seeing him getting tackled by defensive linemen. He's trying to escape the pocket and defensive linemen are running him down and tackling him and things like that. So, you know, as you get older, those things happen, right? You get, you lose a step here, there arm is not as strong or as, you know, whatever as it used to be. And that just could be what we're seeing right now. And you throw that in with, the lack of weapons that he has offensively, uh, I I don't see it ending much better for them, those guys. And it's starting to seem as though Tom Brady's having a similar type season because his leader in targets was Chris Godwin, who we know is the slot receiver, and he does a lot of the crossers and stuff. He's a can get vertical, but checking down a lot there. And then number two in targets was Leonard Fournette, the running back. Mike Evans, he caught all four of his targets, only 43 yards. Brady's just not taking those shots downfield that he used to. And is this the ring finger? Is this the age? Is this, what is it? I, I think you're saying it's the same thing. It's the ring. It's the, I mean, not ring. <laughs> it's the, uh, you know, it's the, it's the arm. It's the age. It's, it's being able to move in the pocket, being able to, you know, just being a like you can sense you can sense when you're not what you used to be you know what I'm saying you can sense when those throws become harder and harder to make right you you can sense it you can sense when like man I used to be able to just kind of you know make this step and be out of there now it's just a little tougher right you can start to sense those things and you know when you look at his his targets I mean his his guys on the outside like you know Mike Evans Mike Evans is a, I guess you want to say he's a deep ball guy. He's more of a red zone type of guy to me. But Mike Evans is one of those guys that I don't know, like, he, I, I don't want to say he's an old guy, but he doesn't run like a young guy. You know, he's not creating that separation of speed you know, and size, everything has to be a jump ball or a back, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and those are tough. Those are tough. I don't think guys are fearing Mike Evans and it could be, you know, just him being in shape or this, like whatever it is. I just don't know if guys fear him like that. And so with, with him being not that type of guy, you don't have a, a tight end that's, you know, super effective. Um, Julio's hurt. Chris Godwin's been hurt. I mean, he just don't have the guys to go downfield with. So you couple that with the fact that he's getting older and 
those throws. I mean, you can you can see when quarterbacks, you know, some some of these quarterbacks, they know they can throw the ball 60, 70 yards. Right. So when they're throwing deep balls, it don't have to be a right now thing. They can let some of these guys get downfield and still throw the ball 60, 70 yards to where they can run, get it. If Tom Brady's throwing a deep ball, he's had he's throwing it like a three step. He's coming out, boom, 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 and he's having to let that thing go just so he can get it 40 yards down the field so his guys can have an attempt to catch it. He can't wait for those guys to get 40 yards down the field and then think he's going to throw a 60 so they can go and catch it. He's just not doing that. And so, and he doesn't have the speed to keep plays alive and scramble around like a Patrick Mahomes can or a Lamar Jackson can or some of these younger quarterbacks that can move. He can't do that. So everything has to be on time. Everything has to be where he can make that control throw. And if he, and, and if that first read isn't there, he's going to look to the tight end. He's going to look to the running backs. And that's why those guys are leading in targets. Like that's just, that's just what it is. And so I, I feel in the same way about those guys, you know, defensively, that's somebody that's a team that, you know, you kind of felt like you could lean on your defense and you always had Tom Brady that was going to do this and this and that. I mean, they got carved up yesterday by a Pittsburgh team. They gave up 30 points during it to a Pittsburgh team that's not good offensively. They're not good. They couldn't score on a Pittsburgh team that was missing five starters in the secondary. Like, they're just not – that just wasn't a good performance. And, you know, if you're going to be a Super Bowl caliber team, you have to win those games. You can't afford to lose games to uh, a team like that. And, you know, Mitchell Trubisky comes back in and leads those guys to a victory. And so they just don't look good either. You know, <laughs> they just don't look good. Not saying that they can't get there. It's still early, but they just don't look good. Well, and Todd Bowles, the head coach, called the team out saying that there are still players living in that Super Bowl run. And he says that they're not living in reality at this point. And I'm wondering what's going on across the league because we already talked about the Packers upset. We've got the Buccaneers upset by the Steelers. We've got the Ravens blowing another two score lead in the fourth quarter to the Giants. We get the 49ers losing by two scores to the Falcons. And we get the Patriots absolutely throttling the Browns. Right. I mean, I think, I think what, I mean, a few weeks ago when I did my power rankings, people were, you know, saying things about this or that. And I've always been the type of person and I've always said it, you are what your record says you are. Right. If the Baltimore Ravens were a good team, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have blown three games where they had leads, double-digit leads almost in the fourth quarter. So instead of them being three and three or whatever they are, they could possibly be six and oh if they were good. We and we would be talking about them up there with the Eagles. But they are an average football team. That's why they've blown three games where they've had the lead in the fourth quarter. They haven't beat a good team yet. Who did they beat? They lost to Miami, who was a better team with Tua. Right. They lost to uh, Sunday. They lost to the Giants, who is showing that they are a good football team this year. And they lost to who did they lose the Bills? Lost to the Bills. They yeah. lost to the Bills. Who's the a Bengals, good fo- who are an average football team. Yeah. They're three and three. They're an average football team. They had to struggle to beat the New Orleans Saints. 
they're an average football team. We always want to, we want to make them good because they went to the Super Bowl last year, but that was last year. They're an average football team this year, at least at this point. That's why they're three and three. Right? I mean, you look at you look at uh Buffalo. Buffalo is five and one, right? They've beat the Chiefs, they've beat the Ravens, they've beat good football teams. That's why they're five and one. If they had lost those games, they would be three and three, and they would be what? An average football team. Your record, <laughs> you are what your record says you are. That's that's what you are. It just is what it is. And you got a lot of flack for that Giants one, especially yeah. in your power rankings. Yeah. And now, look yeah. at you now. Giants look, are... Look at them. What are they? They're five and one now because we're six weeks in. They're second in the NFC East, which might be the best division in football. The I mean, the the Giants, they're top five power ranking team right now. I mean, who who are you gonna put over the Giants? You're gonna put the Eagles for sure. You put the Bills. Yeah. You know, you probably. I mean. You could put Kansas City up there. I think I right? would. They've got one more loss, but still one of their losses is to Buffalo, who might be right. the best damn team out there. Right. So who who else would I put over the Giants? Cowboys, because they beat them. But even then, that was that didn't feel like a convincing win. You know? I think, I think I'm riding with the Giants. I, I mean... The Vikings, maybe five and one, maybe put the Vikings up there, but it's the fact right? we're saying maybe, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Teams it's, that it's, we're it's, certain. There's power. These are, these are your rankings. And you look at how they're playing. They, they are, they are a top te- top five team as of right now in this league. And, you know, we're looking at things. A lot of things goes off of health, right? The health of a certain player, Drives a lot, and the Giants, you know, the guys that they need are the guys that they have in pivotable, pivotal, pivotal positions. They're healthy. Saquon's been healthy. Quarterback has been healthy. You can survive for the most part offensively. You can, for some receivers, you know, you can you can survive if your quarterback is, especially when those are your key guys. Um, and so that's why you're seeing the Minnesotas, you know, like Minnesota is probably one of the most complete teams. When you look at an offense from an offensive standpoint, when you look at, they got a capable quarterback in Kirk cousins. No, he's not explosive as like that. And he's not, you know, I don't feel like he's a game breaker, but he's definitely a capable quarterback that can get the job done. And then you couple that with the wide receiver that he have at his disposal. And you couple that with the running back that he has. He has weapons offensively. He just don't need to lose the game. And then defensively, they've always been somewhat solid. They got good players, good athletes on the defense. They're switching from a four, three to a three, four, but they're learning. They're getting better. I, I think I don't see anybody that's going to beat those guys in the North just from, you know, like I say, injuries play a lot with it, but they've already smacked Green Bay 
early in the season. And, you know, I just don't see it from the Lions or Chicago. They've already beat the Lions once anyway. So I don't see anybody, I mean, unless they just fall through, I don't see anybody, you know, beating the the Vikings in that division. So the Vikings are going to be there. It's just, will they have enough to make a playoff run? And that's the thing I've said for years about Kirk Cousins is Joe Flacco back in the day, he had a four game stretch where he was pretty much perfect and won a Super Bowl. I think Kirk Cousins is one of those guys can be if everything is perfect around him. And the good news this year is the defense has been pretty perfect. The offense has been pretty perfect around him. And now they get a bye. Then they get to face a Arizona team that is really banged up right now. They just lost Marquise Brown probably for the season. And then they'll be playing Washington with a backup quarterback because Carson Wentz is now out four to six weeks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. They're going to be 7 and 1. Right. They they're going to be they're going to be 7 and 1. Like they're going to be there in the next in the next 4 weeks. Those guys are going to be there. I mean, I was looking at Philly. Philly's going to be 10 and 0. Philly's going to be 12 and 0. I think I think they're 6 and 0 right now. I think their next 6 games they got Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they showed it last night. I'm like, okay, though. I mean, unless they just come off the bye week and just you know lose it, they're gonna be ten and zero. They're gonna win the next at least their next four games. So when you start looking at that, I mean, you could possibly have three teams come out of the East. Yeah, it, it could very well be that way because. You know, Dallas is Dallas is, you know, they're a good football team, right? They they got a good defense and they got some good explosive guys on the offense, right? Um, I think we saw yesterday that you know, you can't ask Cooper Cooper Rush to go and win the game for you. He it has to be kind of the way it is with New England and Bailey Zappi. You have to play great defense and keep the game in your control to where you can run the ball and play action and keep the defense off balance. You can't afford to fall behind 14 or 21 points to where now you got to ask those guys to do more. I think Cooper Rush threw the ball 38 times yesterday. It's the first time he's thrown the ball 38 times all season and he ends up with three interceptions, right? If you can keep him in that 22 to 28 passing attempts because you're running the ball you're play action it and you're keeping him you know protected somewhat then he doesn't have to go out and do that much for you and you can still win ball games I think that's what's going on in New England with Bailey Zappi if they can keep things you know in check with their defense you know yeah they played the Lions and they played uh, the Cleveland Browns but their defense pitched a shutout against the Lions who had the number one offense 
And then they came back and they held Cleveland to 15 points. And Cleveland has a pretty potent running running attack with a good wide receiver in Amari Cooper. So their defense has stepped up and been playing well. And Bailey Zappi just manages the game and doesn't doesn't lose the game and make plays and throws when he needs to make those things. And so I think we see the same thing with the Cowboys. That's what it's been with Cooper Rush. It's just yesterday they played against a Philly team that can score points. And so now you get behind 20 to zero and you got to try to scratch and claw, claw back. Their defense played phenomenal from that point on to keep them in the game and allow them to kind of get back into it and make it a decent game, getting it to 20 to 17. Um, but then Philly's offense just goes right down the field, just like a hot, hot knife through butter and scores a touchdown and put the dagger in them. But I think that's where you need a deck. That's what I was trying to say yesterday. That's where you need a guy that you feel like because you paid him a lot of money so you feel like in situations like that i can count on Dak to make one or two big plays or three or four big plays that i just don't know if cooper rush can make and i think that's why i said what i said to this morning about new england and bailey zappy i think for right now they're gonna ride with bailey zappy Right, they were one and three. Now they're three and three. They're gonna keep riding that hot hand, but at some point, you know, depending on what they're making him or asking him to do, at some point, you're gonna get in one of those games against the Kansas City or against a, a Buffalo, and your defense is not gonna be able to hold those guys to 15 or 18 points. And then it's gonna be can Bailey Zappi score. 35 points against the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. And at that point, you might say, okay, well, Mac Jones has some experience. He's played in some of these big games. He's been around for a year or so. So then do you go back? You see what I'm saying? That's how it's going to be. You know, you're going to ride these guys until you, you need somebody better. And I think Dallas has done a great job these last four weeks of, you know, winning the games, you know, building their identity around their defense and their run game and just doing the little things. And then if they can continue to do that with Dak when he comes back and not try to put it all on Dak to drop back and throw the ball 40 times, but continue to run game, continue to play good, strong defense. And when you need Dak to make that one or two big plays or big throws in the game, then you have him there for that. I think they'll be fine. So that'll put Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants. I can see all three of those teams getting to 10 wins and being in the playoffs. And it's a really interesting when we look at this QB controversies, just the dichotomy that you're talking about, because Dak Prescott, is making f- over $40 million a year. And yeah, Cooper Rush played well, but the Cowboys just completely get bailed out because he had his worst game ever when Dak feels he's healthy enough to come back. And even if Dak struggles, we're left with the, yeah, Cooper Rush, he can't do it against these elite teams. Dak, just take your time to rehab it. Whereas Mac Jones wasn't playing particularly well before he got hurt. He was... Last year, when he had all of his success, he was a dink and dunk quarterback. He was just making accurate decisions, good decisions. This year, he was trying to uncork it downfield, and it got him in a lot of trouble. 
So like you said, Bailey Zappi is going to manage the game and he was prolific enough to throw for over 300 yesterday, which was interesting. But again, they were leading, but Mac Jones, I don't know. They're very similar guys. And so it's going to be interesting to see how long Bailey Zappi can keep this up and hold off the, hold off the former first round pick. Right. Well, I think, I think you see, I think it comes from both from both sides. Yeah. When you have, when you have a young player, a rookie first year guy, he understands what he can do. He don't try to do too much because he know he can't do that much right now. He's still learning. Mm -hmm. Right. The coaches feel the same way. So they don't put that much on him. They want to lean on the run game, lean on the defense. Let's just keep it simple. Then every year they start to try to do more, right? Now, when you go from this guy that was very successful throwing the ball, you know, 18 to 24 times a game, you know, play actions, you know, dinking and donking and letting guys make plays, now you want to make him a prolific passer. No, we're going to drop back. We're going to throw the ball 30 times a game. You know, we want to push the ball down the field even more. No, man. No. Stick to that. Stick to that, right? As a player, you feel the same way, right? You you come back your second year, now, now you feel a little more confident. You feel better. You know, you want to start pushing. No, no. It's hard out there. Right. And so I think that's what you see with Mac Jones. That's what you see when you give a guy like Dak Prescott that much money. Yeah. Then now you're going to say, hey, Dak, we want you to go and be the feature guy. We want you to be the feature guy. We're paying you this much money. Yeah, we got Zeke, but we want you to throw the ball. We don't want to give Zeke the ball that much because we gave you 40 million dollars. You go and get the job done. So now we want you to just stare into the teeth of 11 guys on defense and just make something happen. As opposed to, hey, we're going to keep running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, and then we're going to go play action. And, Dak, you're going to throw it to wide open wide receivers. But we don't need to pay you $40 million to throw it to wide open wide receivers. We can pay Cooper Rush nothing to throw it to wide open wide receivers. No, Dak, we need you to thread the needle between six guys. That's what we need you to do. That's why we're paying you $40 million. But you can't win like that consistently. So you need to stick to the same thing. Run the ball, run the ball, play great defense. And when you get in those games where you need the quarterback to make two or three big plays so you can win it, that's what you're paying them $40 million for. Not to go one against 11, but to make two or three big plays in big moments. That's what you're paying them $40 million for. And it sounds as though the $40 million man will be back on Sunday against the Lions for their week seven matchup. What are you expecting? Because there's a lot going on. Dak won't be fully healthy yet, I'm sure, coming off the broken thumb. He's a mobile quarterback, but he's not a rushing quarterback. But he's mobile enough that the Lions still have problems with even Bailey Zappi containing him. Right. So... Are we wor- what are are we worried about the contain? Are we worried about Dak Prescott and CD Lamb and the rest of this offense? What's gotta happen? What's going yeah, to happen? I, I I don't see it being good for for and I hate to say this. Please forgive me. 
Lions fans, but I don't see it being good for the Lions because I feel like that coming back, they're going to stick to the same thing that they've been doing. Yeah. Because that they don't know how healthy he is, and so they're not going to come out, or at least they shouldn't, right? They shouldn't come out and just turn it loose. Now, they're playing Detroit, and their secondary isn't the best. So they may say, hey, you know what? This is a good game. Let's see if we can just bring Dak back and see how he throws it because we're playing the Detroit Lions. Their secondary isn't going to, you know, make that many plays on the ball. So let's just see how Dak can, can throw it against this team. They may take that approach. I kind of feel like they will say, okay, hey, let's stick to what we've been doing. We've been running the ball well. We've been playing great defense. Let's just continue to do that, and we'll continue to just work Dak back in. You know, slowly, we don't want to take a chance of him injuring his hand again, you know, having to throw it, you know, this many times. So we'll just continue to run the ball, continue to do the things that we've been doing, but now we just got Dak leading the, leading the charge for us. Um, and so if they do that, you know, with the lines, you know, will they be able to stop the run game, you know, with Zeke and and with, you know, Tony Pollard? Will they be able to match up with with CD and 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 the wide receivers and and win, you know? And then offensively, you know, do we get DeAndre Swift back? Is Amon Rod St. Brown healthy and ready to go? Is all those guys ready to go because the Dallas defense is really good. Their D-line, their front seven, those guys are really good. Their secondary is playing really good. Trayvon Diggs is playing really good football right now. And so it's going to be tough for them to go into Dallas and score a lot of points on this defense. I will say that. So the Lions defense is going to have to come to play, and they're going to have to stop the running game. And if they do that, maybe they can slow those guys down. But if they can't stop the run game, then I I definitely don't see it being a pretty day for Detroit. And that's exactly what I was thinking, because I think there's going to be maybe two, three, maybe four plays where Dak Prescott really tests this defense. And it's because he's working his way back to full health. He's going to want to try it once or twice, three, four. And because the Lions defense has not shown you anything to respect. He's going to feel comfortable taking that chance against these guys. So I'm interested to see those couple plays, what ends up happening if the Lions can shut him down. And I really want just some three and outs. You know, I want them to stop Zeke. I want them to stop Tony Pollard. I want a pass breakup on CD lamb. And I just, I don't know who any of those things are going to come from. Right. And when, and when you say you want some third, some three and outs, you know, this is where, this is where they're going to struggle because they're going to run the ball on first down and Zeke is going to get two or three or four, and they're going to be in third and manageable situations for the most part of the day. And just like we've seen from Bailey Zappi, just like we've seen from Jalen Hurts, just like we've seen from Geno Smith. Like you said, Dak Prescott is not a scrambling quarterback, but that doesn't mean he can't scramble. So those third and short situations, if they have good coverage, you know, I, Dak, he'll just run and get the first down, and they're just going to continue to keep the chains moving. So unless the Lions do something spectacular over this bye week to rectify 
you know, the the running quarterbacks. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. This podcast is Believe in Lions, so I believe in the Lions. I believe in the Lions. I hope they get the job done. It's just going to be tough. It is. It's going to be tough, but tough does not mean impossible. If we want to look for it, tough. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. But when you look at some of these key matchups, there are ways that the Lions can take advantage of the Cowboys on offense and defense because, yes, they have Micah Parsons, and Parsons was drafted after Panay Sewell, and the rumors are that if Panay was off the board, Parsons was going to be a Detroit Lions, so maybe that adds some more fire to it. But best player on offense, if we do have a healthy Amon Ross St. Brown, Trayvon Diggs doesn't really shadow that much. He typically plays outside more, so that could end up being some of the keys to victory for the Lions is Panay Sewell shutting down Micah Parsons and Amon Ross St. Brown getting open against Jordan Lewis. I mean, that have to be the keys. You know, we definitely got to slow down Michael Parsons because he can wreck a game. And, you know, he, he, he'll he be back in there on Jared Goff, you know, so quickly. And he's going to be sacking, forcing the ball out, creating turnovers from, you know, fumbles, rush throws, turns into interceptions and things like that. So Michael Parsons can definitely, you know, wreck a game. He plays very hard. I see him running downfield, making tackles, and he just plays the game hard. So he can definitely wreck the game for the Detroit Lions. But like you said, Amon Ross St. Brown, if he's going to be working like that on the inside, those things on the inside, they have to turn into bigger plays, right? He don't want to have a – I don't want to say it would be like a Travis Kelsey stat line, but he we don't need Amon to have eight catches for 64 yards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like – yeah, that's eight yards a catch, right? Uh, no, we need you to have eight catches for 164, right? <laughs> like, we need Devils to be some 20-yard gainers in there, some, you know, 30-yard gainers in there, some 15-yard gainers in there. You need some of those big plays to happen because if you're not getting it from Amon and you're not getting it from, you know, DeAndre Swift, who are you getting those big plays from? So that's what you got to see. And I said that, I think, earlier in the season, well, I think I we was playing Minnesota or somebody, and I was saying the same thing. Because that's – yeah, it was Minnesota. Because that was a game that uh, Mon got hurt. And I don't think he got this, his eight catches to to break the NFL record. I think he's just tied with the eight games with, with those catches, right? So I think it was a Minnesota game, and they were talking about, oh, he's going to have his catches. I'm like, well, it's not about how many catches he have. And I understand we look at that. But to me, it's about how many yards you're 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 making. I mean, because you can throw you can throw a guy five screen passes and he have eight catches on the day because he caught five screens and, you know, two or three other decent passes. But he only got 62 yards. Eight for 62. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you want to have eight catches. You want to have 90 plus like, you know, you want to have 90 to 100 or 110. 115 that means you're making some explosive plays right you're catching the ball and you're getting more yards than just seven yards here there so that's the thing that i feel like you know if he's back healthy and he's explosive and feeling like he can play then amon could be a key guy for for the detroit Lions, along with deandre swift obviously um but the cowboys defense is pretty good 
Final couple questions before we get you out of here. First, I want to know C.D. Lamb, because when the Lions played Justin Jefferson, they double teamed him the entire game. They shut Justin Jefferson down and got torched by Thielen and Noah Brown or Thielen and K.J. Osborne. And the Cowboys have the potential to do that with Michael Gallup and Noah Brown. So how are they going to play this against C.D. Lamb? And second of all, to end on a positive note, if the Lions do get the win, are they suddenly back in the playoff hunt? Well, I think, you know, the way they're going to play CeeDee Lamb, I, I I don't think they're going to come out and try to double-team CeeDee Lamb. I, I think CeeDee Lamb is a, a fantastic wide receiver. He actually went to high school at the high school that we're zoned to, Foster High School. So shout-out to Foster High School and CeeDee Lamb. Um, but I don't think they're going to double start out double-teaming CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb is a great red zone guy, great acrobatic type catch guy. I don't know if they fear his speed to the point to where they feel like they need somebody over the top, CeeDee Lamb. He's going to run a bunch of controlled routes, slants, you know, crossing routes, things like that, to where they, I think they feel like we can we can try to cover him with one guy. If he starts to become a problem, then I think they'll, they'll adjust. But when you look at a guy like Justin Jefferson, you know, he's a guy, he's the one of the top receivers in the NFL from a, just a yardage standpoint, a catch standpoint. Like, he's just one of those guys where he'll beat you over the top, he'll beat you underneath. So, yeah, we're going to go into the game feeling like we need to double-team this guy because we don't want to leave any of our corners one-on-one with him, right? But I think they'll try C.D. Lamb early in the game, just see how it go. If they need to, you know, make some adjustments, I think – they will make some adjustments. But as far as the Lions winning this game and being back in the playoff hunt, I think it's going to be very difficult. I mean, they're going to be at two wins. You know, like I said, you got those three teams in the in the East. You know, you got the the one team, you know, in our division, the, the North. That's what, four teams. You know, they do take the extra team now. Um, but, you know, you got Green Bay that's ahead of us already. You got the whole. I mean, you got a few teams in the in the West, the Rams. I, I think it's gonna be tough for them to just get enough wins to to get to ten. You know, they're gonna be at one one win. If they win, they'll be at two wins. They'll be gonna play what six games. So they have eleven games left. So they have to win eight out of the last eleven just to get to ten wins. Because you know. Nine wins with the 16 game schedule used to give you a chance to get into the playoffs. So I feel like with 17, you got to be close to at least 10, nine or 10 wins to to try to get you in there. So having to win seven out of 11 or eight out of 11, ah, that's tough. That's tough. So I, 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 I still think the lines will probably be on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs unfortunate but we do need to have that dose of reality from time to time that this is still a young team it's a building team and we're gonna build with it we're gonna be back and we're gonna be talking everything that you need to know about the detroit lions glover always a pleasure getting to talk to you got any pluggables to plug before we head out Mm. nah no pluggables today man just No, I don't have anything today. I don't have anything. 
just follow all of the accounts. You can find Glover on the main account, Glover Quinn on Instagram, and then all the offshoots from there because you <laughs> don't want to miss anything. I do got another. I do got another Instagram page. Ooh. I haven't put it. I haven't put it on my page yet, but I do have another one. You know, I I have to start, and I, and I, and I don't want. I'm not going to take up much time. But I feel like, and I think I've explained this before. But I feel like you, ha- I, I have to have a specific page for everything. I just don't feel like I can put everything on one page. So far as Instagram, that's why I have so many different pages because I feel like every page, everything needs its own page because it's a content platform. And so I do have another page. I just haven't put it on my platform yet because I just build it up and post stuff on it. Um, but at some point I'll I'll share it with with people and the people that are interested in that, they will follow that. And that's the thing that I love about Instagram and, and my extra pages is because the people that is not as many followers as, as my regular page, but I know that the people that follow those pages, that's they're interested in that stuff, right? There's a lot of people that follow my page right now that were football fans. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they were following me cause I played football. I don't play football anymore. You know what I'm saying? They just haven't hit the unfollow button yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but they're just there. They don't interact or do anything, but I don't post a lot of me playing football stuff. Right. So. Like I say, I got another page. I'll release that at some point. Um, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. That way you can find out all the stuff that Glover's been <laughs> cooking up. It's nice with all the different pages because then everything gets the attention and the highlighting that it deserves. I love your work. Love getting to work with you. Love our friends over at betonline.mg. And so, until then, we will see you next time. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.